that song. I love that song. I'm in love with that song. I love that song. I love that song. I'm in love with that song. I love that song. I'm in love with that song. Welcome, all you erstwhile geologists and petrologists. This is the show dedicated to the study of a different kind of rock, the rock that also rolls. This is the I'm in love with that song podcast, and I'm your host, Brad Page. Thanks for joining us on the Pantheon Podcast Network for another edition of the show where we do some intensive listening to a favorite song to see what it takes to make a song great. This episode, we're revisiting one of my favorite bands from the 1970s, Thin Lizzy, and a fantastic, fun song called Dancing in the Moonlight. We'll be right back after this message. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com pantheon. Buyraycon.com pantheon. There have been quite a few successful bands to come out of Ireland, but with the exception of U2, Thin Lizzy may be the biggest band with the longest lasting impact. The fact that they were a hard rockin' band led by a black man born from a single white mother in a very Catholic country makes their success even less likely. In the wake of World War II, Philomena Linet left Dublin, Ireland to find work in Birmingham, England. She was still a teenager when she met Cecil Paris from British Guiana. They weren't together long, just long enough for her to get pregnant. She gave birth to her son, Philip Paris Linet, on August 20, 1949. When he was four years old, he was sent back to Dublin to live with his grandparents while his mom stayed in England to work. 
Phil was a teenager when he met a fellow student, a drummer named Brian Downey. The two of them played in bands together and separately, eventually connecting with a guitar player named Eric Bell. And the first version of Thin Lizzy was born in December 1969. The band, as a three-piece, released three albums, and other than some success with the single Whiskey in the Jar, none of the records really sold that well. It was a tough time, and eventually Eric Bell quit the band. After a few trial runs with other guitarists filling in, including fellow Irishman Gary Moore, the band eventually settled on a four-piece lineup with two lead guitarists. Essentially, they reinvented the whole band. The new lineup included a Scottish teenager named Brian Robertson and a transplanted Californian named Scott Gorham, and they became a twin guitar powerhouse, both with different but very complementary styles. And their fiery melodic solos and harmony guitar parts would become, along with Phil Lynott's vocals, the trademark sound of Thin Lizzy. A couple of albums followed, and though they didn't stir up much attention, they steadily got better as the band gelled and the songwriting improved. By the time they released Jailbreak in 1976, the band was firing on all cylinders and reached their biggest success yet. That album includes a handful of classic tracks, including the song Thin Lizzy's best known for, The Boys Are Back in Town. But there was trouble brewing. More drinking, more drugs, and heroin entered the picture. On the eve of a U.S. tour, Phil Lynott was hospitalized with hepatitis, the result of sharing a needle, and the tour had to be canceled. When Lynott was healthy enough, they recorded their next album called Johnny the Fox, and the band lined up another U.S. tour. But the self-inflicted damage continued. This time, it was Brian Robertson's turn to do something stupid. He got involved in a bar fight and ended up on the wrong end of a broken bottle. The jagged glass caused serious lacerations to his hand, and Robertson ended up with nerve and artery damage. The tour had to be canceled again, the second time in two years. Lynott was angry. He and Robertson always got on each other's nerves anyway. So Lynott fired Robertson. The band did end up doing a short U.S. tour opening for Queen with a temporary guitarist, familiar name Gary Moore, filling in. Then the band went back into the studio, this time as a three-piece with all the guitar parts left to Scott Gorham. Gorham, however, intentionally left some guitar parts unrecorded so that when Robertson's hand healed enough for him to play, Gorham convinced Lynott to bring Robertson back. Lynott agreed, but under one condition, that Robertson would not be a full-time member of the band. Instead, he would be a hired gun. And so the album was completed. Called Bad Reputation, the album's it's a bit of an odd duck. Robertson is credited on the album, but his picture is not on the cover. However, on the back of the album, there's a picture of the band with Robertson. Musically, the album is all over the place. It includes some of their heaviest tunes and most complex arrangements. 
but it also has some of their best softer numbers and some really catchy tunes. Despite the awkward way that the album came together, or maybe because of it, this is probably my favorite Thin Lizzy studio album. Dancing in the Moonlight is the first song on side two of the original vinyl album. It was written by Phil Linett. He came up with the bass riff and showed it to Scott Gorham and drummer Brian Downey, and they worked up the arrangement together. The track, and the whole album, was produced by Tony Visconti, who produced a bunch of legendary albums by David Bowie and T-Rex, to name a few. The song begins with Phil Linett's bass guitar right up front. The bass has a phasing effect on it, which gives it that swirling sound. It's not often that you hear any effects on the bass, particularly a phaser, so that makes this unique. Phil is also playing the bass with a pick, and you can hear the sound of each pluck on this part. Drummer Brian Downey is playing a nice, loose, swinging beat, and they've also overdubbed some snapping fingers just to add to that swinging feel. Let's listen to it from the beginning again. There's a nice little break here before the verse. That's played on a snare drum, the bass, and there's a guitar chucking away with probably a wah-wah pedal on it. And let's hear how that leads into the first verse. Scott Gorham plays all of the guitar parts on this track. He's laid down a couple of guitar tracks here in stereo, a really tasteful part that leaves room for the bass and the vocals to shine through. Let's talk about the lyrics for a minute. Phil Linant was as much of a writer or a poet as he was a hard rocker. He wasn't above writing a typical rock song, but many of his lyrics are a notch or two above other bands. Here, he's writing in the character of a teenager. Those awkward experiences of teenage romance and that overwhelming feeling of young love. When I passed you Look at the picture that he's painted here. He meets a girl and they go to the dance. They start dating. He takes her to the movies and tries to look cool, but he's still a clumsy teenager. 
That line about getting chocolate stains on his pants, it's so specific. It's maybe even a little weird at first, but it is such an image of teenage dorkiness. You can totally picture that kid. I love this whole verse. When I passed you in the doorway, well, you took me with a glance. I should have took that last bus home, but I asked you for a dance. Now we go steady to the pictures. I always get chocolate stains on my pants. And my father, he's going crazy. He says I'm living in a trance. Here is the chorus, and there's a new instrument added, a saxophone. Guest starring on this track is John Hellowell from the band Supertramp, who adds a great sax part to this song. It really contributes to the jazzy feel of the track. And my father, he's going crazy. He says I'm living in a trance. But I'm dancing in the moonlight. It's cut me in its spotlight. Here comes the second verse, and if you listen closely, you can hear Phil take a deep breath in before launching into the vocal. It's three o'clock in the morning, and I'm on the streets again. I disobeyed another warning. I should have been in my ten. Now I won't get out till Sunday. I'll have to say I stayed with friends. Oh, but it's a habit worth forming if it means to justify the end. Dancing in the moonlight. It's caught me in its spotlight. It's alright. Dancing all right. in the moonlight on this long hot summer night. Now here's the bridge section. Our teenage protagonist has stayed out too late. He missed the last bus, so he's stuck walking all the way back home. And I'm walking home. The last bus is long. Our boy knows he's in trouble when he gets home, so he's kind of dreading it, and you can feel that in the music. Let's focus on that saxophone part. Listen to the little drum part that Brian Downey plays on the snare rim. knows he's in trouble, but he doesn't regret it. He's dancing in the moonlight. I love that transition. You can feel the kid shedding his mopiness, saying, the hell with it, it was worth it. And the whole song bursts back with a joyous guitar solo.
that is Scott Gorham on lead guitar. And in my opinion, it's maybe his finest moment on record. I think it's one of the greatest guitar solos, period. Gorham played it on a Gibson Les Paul. It was either a Les Paul Deluxe or a Les Paul Standard. He initially played a Deluxe but switched to a Standard around 1978. So I think this was when he was still playing the old Les Paul Deluxe. But this solo is just brilliant. It flows from one part to the next. It builds. And like all my favorite guitar solos, it's highly melodic. Not just a bunch of licks. It's perfect. Phil starts to cut loose a little bit on the bass here. Dancing in the Moonlight by Thin Lizzy. Following the release of the Bad Reputation album, the band would hit the road again with Brian Robertson and release a live album called Live and Dangerous, which is one of the best live records you're ever going to hear. That would be it for Brian Robertson, though. He left the band for good. His replacement was, you guessed it, Gary Moore. Gary would join the band full-time and contribute significantly to the next album. But then Gary would be gone, too. The band would release a few more albums, which are pretty good. I like them. But they don't capture the full magic of when Brian Robertson or Gary Moore were in the band. Thin Lizzy called it quits in 1983. And in 1986, Phil Lynott died at the age of 36 from multiple organ failure as a result of years of drug and alcohol abuse. I remember the day that he died. Gary Moore had released an album a few months before and Phil sang a couple of tracks on it. That album was on steady rotation on my turntable. I was hoping for so much more from Gary and Phil, but it was not to be. It's a shame. But we will be talking about Gary Moore on this show very soon. Thanks for listening and for being part of the show. We'll be back in two weeks with another new episode. Until then, stop by and visit us on Facebook or on Podchaser, where you can leave a review, a comment, or some feedback. And of course, if you enjoy the podcast, follow the show so that you never miss an episode. We are proud to be part of the Pantheon Podcast Network, where you'll find a ton of excellent music podcasts. No matter what kind of music you're into, 
you're guaranteed to find a show on Pantheon that you'll love. Now, find a date and put on a movie. Watch out for those chocolate stains, though, and go dancing in the moonlight with Thin Lizzy. Dancing in the It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.